Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Hi! Whoa, hello. Was that super loud? That was super loud. Hmm. I feel loud. Welcome to Just the Worst, everybody. Hi. It's I'm Patty. The worst. Everything's the worst. I'm Valentina. Although I might change my name pretty soon. <laughs> She's been listening to songs titled Valentina. Mm -hmm. And I just listened to this. I don't know why it took me literally this long. All of 20 years. <laughs> 25 years. 27. To listen, yeah. Uh -huh. To listen to the song that was written in my name in French. It was apparently my grandfather's favorite song. But it is not flattering <laughs> in any way. It literally talks about how cute this girl is with her what little tiny feet little tiny chin little tiny boobs, boobs yeah which is weird and then <laughs> like the guy comes across her again and she says hi and he's like who's this hippo of a woman <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst no i'm not on board with it, it yeah so now she has like five chins and giant boobs and <laughs> giant feet so i and i i never heard a song where somebody was you know, lamenting like over that. giant boobs. Either. I know. God. It's very interesting. We did a rap song about me. It'd be phenomenal. Exactly. Right? That's true. Look at yeah. that huge ass. The... <laughs> Valentina. Yeah, in a very racist way, I did tell my dad. I was like, you know, I'm enough to marry a black guy at this point, right? Because I'm super chubby and they like chubby girls. <laughs> well, you do want to marry Idris Elba, so it's that would work. Dead on. Yeah. That would totally work for you. Yeah. And I just found out because Valentina is slightly obsessed with Idris Elba. Yes. And when I got here tonight, she oh, insisted yes. that we watch Pacific Rim because <laughs> I'd never seen it before. <laughs> and I had no idea. How amazing it is. How amazing it is. <laughs> and how amazing it is to watch Valentina watch Pacific Rim because I have never seen a grown up so excited <laughs> about monsters in my life. It was so great. It is an amazing movie. It was, yeah, well, it was yes. an amazing experience, I have to say. Yes. So I had uh, the really crappy Guy Ritchie King Arthur on that has Charlie Hunnam in it. Yeah. And somehow that led me to the conversation about <laughs> how good he was in <laughs> Pacific Rim, which is such an amazing movie. And I actually own it, which is one of literally like four movies that I own. Singing well, in the Rain. Twice. Twice. <laughs> She a owns it on good, iTunes and, and on Amazon. It was just in case. A <laughs> uh, few good men. What was the other one? I feel like there was one more. Oh, there was. Oh, like, Labyrinth. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's the canon <laughs> of American movie making yeah. in my book. <laughs> but I forgot. No Citizen Canes. No, no Godfathers. No. no oh, yeah. but I do know the Godfathers. <laughs> but I prefer the book. Of course so I do you have do. The book in my book is. Uh, but yeah, I forgot how much I love Pacific Rim. So then I had to put it on for Patty and fucking dorked out in front of her. I was like, look at this kaiju. He's enormous. And his face does this. Oh, he's pregnant. It was really, really impressive. It was great. It's a really fun movie. It was a really fun movie. I don't know if you truly feel that way, but I appreciate your humoring. Of no, me. it was great. I mean, watching you watch it was better than watching the movie, but. It's fun. You just have to, like, suspend all disbelief and get into... If you've ever, like, big robots, big monsters, Godzilla, King Kong. 
I've not watched the. I watched the one. Like it wasn't called Godzilla. It was called something else. Godzilla. No. Um, it's, it was the one that took place in New York City, and it was in Central Park, and it was, like, handheld camera. Oh, like, Cloverfield? Like yeah. Was that a Godzilla? I think it was supposed to be. Hmm, interesting. But. I think that's my boy, J.J. Abrams. I think though, it so was, I can't yeah. talk shit. All right. I can. Uh, do it. Hmm. And hmm. we decided that we saw the sneak pictures of, uh. The Ted Bundy movie that's coming out. <gasps> you guys, I did not think that Zac Efron was up for this. I don't know if I thought he was too pretty or too teeny bopper. He's gonna be or what? Good. But man, Almighty, his inner creep is gonna come out. That's some good creep. Mm-hmm. And so many Zac Efron fans are oh. not gonna be on board with oh, it. Oh, that's gonna be the best. <laughs> like he's a fucking Disney star. Not anymore. And now he's gonna go murder a million women. Oh, yeah. In his Volkswagen Beetle, which is the number one serial killer card. Did you know that? I think you told me that Probably. before. Probably. I think I say it a You're lot. pulling out your serial killer facts all the time. Fun fact. <laughs> Volkswagen. Don't try to get around no. it. No. And if it doesn't have a passenger seat, for sure don't get near it. Basically, yes. And also, if any man ever asks you to help them lift something heavy, tell him to fuck off. But what if he's in a cast? Too bad. Go ask another man to help you. I guess. Don't ask a woman. I don't know. It's hard. I'm with Georgia and Karen on the fuck politeness. Just no. I'm not. I've never been there. I'm always very gracious and helpful. So Mm -hmm. when you disappear, we'll know what happened. Yep. That's why there's a tracking device. So like there was a large white panel van and Valentina (laughs) was helping load a sofa into it. They said there were kittens inside. That needed help. Kittens and jelly beans. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, that's that's gonna be how I end how yeah. I end my life. So. I I have this theory that I have aged out of the the serial killer desire population, <laughs> so that I should now be safe. Yeah, you might now be in like the unless it's your child. Oh. Well, Mode. my child's a boy. Yeah, because all serial killers are. Girl? They, no, no, I mean, oh, unless my child is a serial killer? Yeah. Oh, no, he's not. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But though Richard Ramirez, I think, did go <gasps> after the elderly. He went over everybody. Yeah, he didn't he, care. Well, and what was crazy, so that was what, the mid-80s in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And he used to target fucking yellow houses. And I did not find that out until that a either. million years later because we lived in a goddamn yellow house. Oh, shit. That we moved into in 1985. And did your parents hide that fact from you? They did. Oh. And I was like, Mom, much like everything that they hide from me. She was like, yeah, we, of course we weren't going to tell you that. And I yeah. was like, guys. I totally remember that, like getting extra locks on the gates and stuff around Night our house. Night Stalker. It was like a oh, fucking big deal. Oh, it was terrifying. I had this window right by my bed that like my friends used to sneak in and out yeah. of. Yes. And just thinking like how easy it would oh, so scary. I think about it now. Like I leave a screen open so my cat can come in and out. Her address is? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's like not a super safe I mean it's not the ghetto but if you really it's desire. A ja- it's ghetto adjacent. I just, always just, <laughs> I just have this really weird complex where I assume that nothing that interesting will ever happen to me. Right. Like I will never be in a plane crash. I will never be 
victim to a mass murder or any kind of murder. Well, most people won't, so you're probably right. Right, but I think it's almost to an unhealthy degree. Where I'm like, well, <laughs> you're out risking your life. Come on, get me. Yeah, like I <laughs> leave all my windows open, change my clothes, whatever, and I'm like, I guess if you're gonna peek, like, way to go. But I really don't care. <laughs> like, I have no privacy. Meanwhile, no I live behind locked like gates steel. with freaking. <laughs> With people who are standing there 24 hours a day checking IDs as people come in and out. You're like the Pablo Escobar. You, you, need, a, you need a key fob to get in the elevator and to get off the elevator. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, hey, you, over there at the 76 station. Yeah. Look away, I'm changing. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, no respect. Even though I'm no not really respect. that worried about it, but. It doesn't, I mean, now I really have no reason to be worried about it because there's nobody getting But in. especially now that I'm fatter, I'm not like anybody's <laughs> like, whoa, I'm going to rape that. I don't, I don't know if that's what the motivation is. Frankly. No. What is the great House of Cards quote? And I love you, Kevin Spacey. Still. Sorry. Ooh. Ooh. Divisive. Old statement. Where they said everything, power is about sex except for sex and sex is about power. Some really cool quote. Like mm. It was a Kevin Spacey quote. Mm-hmm. Oh, from well, House a of Francis Cards. Underwood quote. I was thinking of House for some reason. The show. He <laughs> might say that too. I was like, Kevin Spacey was on House. Hugh Laurie is amazing as well. <laughs> Did you ever see Night Manager? No. It's a really good show. Really? It's uh, Hugh Laurie is a super bad guy and mm. Tom Hiddleston. Well, you know, I have the TV and the house to All myself to tonight and tomorrow. Which is super frustrating because I have 47,000 shows for you to watch mm-hmm. in like a 36 like... hour period. <laughs> yeah. And I'm probably not going to pick any one of I'm them. I'm going to give you jet fuel to stay awake. And I'm probably going to just be, oh, she got me these disgusting coffee gummies. Shh. What? It's a company I like. Well, I won't say what the company's called. Well, there's not a lot of companies that make. There, you know, for a while I wanted to start a a company called Caffeinated Candies. Well, there you go. Yeah, so that much, would be a pr- much like I think that cocaine and other drugs should be made into gummies the way marijuana is. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. Right? Yeah. Why does cocaine always have to taste gross? Why does it have to be illegal? Says says my friends. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. She wouldn't know anything about that. But why not put it in a gummy? Uh-huh. It would probably still taste gross. Why does it have to taste like white out? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Neither do I. Mm-mm. I've heard. <laughs> uh, but yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, We were talking about movies. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Bundy and serial killers it's and then Richard Ramirez. And I was going to say something else about Richard, oh, the way Richard Ramirez got caught is the best story in the oh, whole world. Wasn't it like neighbors just yeah, fucking he was on the bus and they spotted him and they chased him down the street and they tackled him. It was awesome. so great. It is one of the best endings. It's so not like a good. traffic ticket or something. No, like and it tax. was like totally like mob rule. It was Never awesome. Bless their hearts. Yeah. But he good is stuff. Fucking... Just Google Richard Ramirez teeth and then you'll be like, no, 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 no. I don't want that man in my home. Oh, his teeth are that bad? I mean, not like he's good looking anyways. Well, not like you want a serial rapist murderer no. in your house for any reason. But literally just look at his teeth. Even if it's a good looking one, I don't want him in my house. I don't want Ted Bundy in my house either. No. But I probably want to let him in because I'm dumb. Yeah, and I've he done did that. Not, he doesn't look like a fucking maniac. Well, like I'm Richard's telling you back too, though. does. 
Richard Ramirez does. Charles Richard Manson Speck does, does, especially after he spent some time in prison. Then he got freaking he weird ass the looking. Bird into his van. Starts that, looking that like really a woman. Happened. Did weird. he do that? Richard Speck once he was in prison. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> stop. He it. got there's interviews with him. Oh, it's so creepy. Shut the oh, front door. Yeah, you need to. Oh, I can't believe. I had no idea. Everybody, here's one moment where <laughs> I have seen something <laughs> on TV or on the internet that Valentina has not yet seen. Everyone, pause it. <laughs> Take a shot. Momentous smoke joint. Do yeah. something. Celebrate. Unbelievable. That's yeah. impressive. Look up Richard Speck videos I in prison. I have no idea. He's got boobs. It's fucking what? Weird. Yeah. I got to make sure I'm talking about the right person. <laughs> We're going to go to commercial. Well, <laughs> Valentina, well, keep talking. I'm going to hey, be you know researching this. You know what I love? Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They don't pay us. We don't like them at they all. They don't. Nor do I like what stamps.com. So many things. Uh, yeah. I had yeah, no that's idea. the guy. I'm pretty sure he gets old and that's weird. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is him. Wow. Yeah, you're going to have to look it up. Crazy. I'm gonna. Crazy, crazy. I had no idea. That's tremendous. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I, I've been rocked to my core. Yeah. So, so much of my identity is based on <laughs> Richard Speck. I don't know who I am. He anymore. was becoming a woman in prison. What's going That's on? Amazing. Yeah. Because I wonder if, because you know, his major murder was just him walking in a house and slaughtering a bunch of girls. Yeah. But have they tried to figure out if it was actually more than that. I think he just wanted the public. Oh, I think they just said that he just wanted to irk people, that he was just a creepy dude. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. But he had like a Hispanic, like a young guy that was his dude. It was just, it's a weird video. You just got to watch it. Interesting. Yeah. I love all that shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't stuff. like it and I love it at the same time. Right. I don't condone it. No, we want Don't people. Don't go out and be a mass murderer. We want people to be good and kind and loving towards each other. They just never are. Yeah, only <laughs> if you've done all your murders already, and then you come and tell us, and we get to be part of that. That's okay, but don't like start now. No, right. Please, if you're considering, do we becoming I, a serial killer? Stop. And I never look into like, therapy. do we have outstanding serial killers right now? There's, they say there's always active serial ser, serial killers. There's like probably fifty or something always active in the U.S. Do we just like downplay the news? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Why? Because people would be mass hysteria. But aren't news people into that? Right now, they're just into politics. <laughs> they just and want to tell you what Trump The did. Kardashians. True. So no. And so some until... some of the royal family still a little bit. Bless. I know mm-hmm. they got to keep your. your I just royal finished family. the crown, so I'm super into the royal family. Mm-hmm. 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 And you're also what other other um, British Empire things are you into? Oh well, <laughs> lately I've been reading about Australia. Yeah. Australia. Shout out to our Australian listeners. You guys are amazing. One of the best books I've... in. Okay, so I haven't actually been there. So I don't know if it's one of the best books about it based on... I don't know how factual it is, but one of the most entertaining books I've ever read was In a Sunburned Country by the travel humor writer Bill Bryson. And he is amazing. 
Uh, it's one of those books that, like, if you're reading it in an airport and you're just crying, laughing, and people are staring <laughs> Ooh, at I'm going to have to get this one. It's one of those. Okay. And he does another one called Walk in the Woods where he, <laughs> he employs, like, one of his really old friends who's kind of out of shape now uh, to walk the Appalachian Trail with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that one. They made a movie out of that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, Robert Redford, which yeah. I wasn't on board with, but I do have it. But, yeah, everything he does. I just find hysterical, but it was the Australia one that really made me like lose my mind because obviously, like everything's poisonous, mm-hmm. everything's gonna kill you, yeah. everything's twenty times worse than it is anywhere else. So that's why the Australians are so badass; they can survive it. But yeah, and I fall for the accents on men, and mm-hmm. I just assume that they're like hotter and yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. Should Everybody's just... better looking with an Australian accent. Everybody's better know? with an accent. Yeah. But there's no well, way. We have accents to them. But there's no way they look at us and you're like, that's a hot accent. That California accent's amazing. Again, I would still like to know what word is a trigger in other accents that you can then pinpoint what accent someone's saying. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can say. Like, if you ask someone from Boston to say Harvard, right, it's Harvard. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like, what is it that, like, people in England or people in Australia, like, what is your trigger word that even if we're trying to sound like you, what is it that we just fucking fail miserably? Hmm. And I also think about that in other languages. You know what I mean? Like, I work with a lot of Indian people, so it's a lot of, like, was instead of viz like huh? like, i didn't know viz like was wizard, a word <laughs> like what's the visibility on this or, oh you know what i mean viz, instead okay. of visibility or yeah. like I'm trying to think of other languages like a, there's a lot of like leaving out of not pronouns but like the thes and the ahs and that like yeah rude did that too like i go to now. gym who wants to come yeah I like, think I think in a lot of languages they don't really exist, especially in that part of the world. They don't use those words. Like we right. always call them little words. Right. Um, they just they, but, they're not needed in their language. But structure. so I'm super interested to know the flip side of that, which is what is it that we say in Russian or Japanese or like any other language that you can go, oh, that's an American. Well, for me, personally, it's any word at all. <laughs> you can tell that I am not a native speaker. Well, there's that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really good with languages. Do you no. Do you not? No. no. Really? We've had this discussion no before. No horse Spanish, even. You, we've had this discussion yeah, before. Yeah, Yeah, no. Caballo. <laughs> That's about it. Por favor. Listo. Those are my words. Listo? Yeah, ready. That's good. I know. I wanted to name my horse Listo because I thought it'd be super cute. It would not be confusing for the grooms at no. all. But then his show name would have been Ready, Steady, Go, which I thought oh, would have been so that's cute. cute. I know. Who put the kibosh on that? Well, we decided to go with all the champagne cocktail I names. I mean, alcohol is super appropriate for you. Yeah. So. Well, now so. we have a Kier Royale and we have a French 75 and mm-hmm. we have a Mimosa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Ready, Steady, Go would have been super cute. That could be the like also precursor to all the drinking. <laughs> I need another horse. Ready, steady, go, mimosa. Ian, we need one more <laughs> horse. I have to name it. Yep. Thank you. And then I get to show it. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, once they're old enough, you're welcome to come ride them. I will. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. They're mm. just babies still. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't do babies <laughs> at all. If it's six, I might get on it. That's about it. Yeah. What else won't you ever ride? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get us on topic here, people. I'm working on it. Okay, I see what you're driving. <laughs> Australia. All right, guess what? My get. I have a story, guys. This is my topic <laughs> for today. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Blot out. I'm going to leave. I'm going to tease you into it. Uh, <clears throat> so, in the years following World War One, the Australian government struggled to find things for their veterans to do upon returning home. So this is hmm. about 1915. Uh, they rolled out a soldier settlement scheme. And eventually it saw about 5,000 ex-soldiers given plots of land, which they were able to convert into working farms, primarily to cultivate wheat and sheep. Mm. So by September 1920, the government had purchased 90,000 hectares, which is about 220,000 acres in American verbiage uh, for the veterans, (laughs) but still needed more so they started to place their many soldiers in some pretty marginal areas of perth in western australia this made things tough because setting up a prosperous farm with little to no experience in a good area is no small feat let alone in an area where the land is barely usable western australia i'm not sure if everybody knows it's pretty pretty barren i didn't know that really I don't know yeah, much about of the all, terrain of Australia. All of like, the shit that we know about is like Eastern Australia. Like the Great Barrier Reef and Sydney and all and that? Sydney and Melbourne. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Western Australia is the outback, essentially. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> uh, the veterans were put under even more pressure when the Great Depression hit in 1929, <laughs> which caused wheat prices to plummet. Um, so the government tried to promise subsidies for wheat, but they never came. Okay, but then the biggest issue turned out to be that tens of thousands of Western Australian emus... Emus? Emus (laughs) were displaced and wanted their land back. Wait, where did this... So they just, like, moved them out, or they... Yeah, basically. They just pushed them off their, like, kind of like what we do with orangutans and stuff? Like, just... Destroy your habitat. Now so you've got to go. You, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about the Great Emu War. <laughs> it's a thing. It's literally Googleable. <laughs> the Great Emu War. Uh, these are giant bastard birds. In case you don't know, they're enormous. How big are they? <sighs> wow, that would have been a great thing to know. <laughs> they're about the size of an ostrich, though. They're right? 100 feet tall and full of rage. <laughs> They're very big. They run. They're fucking dick. They're sort of like ostriches, right? I yes. Think. Yeah. Essentially. So they don't fly. Correct. Okay. They yeah, run. They're just fucking monsters. Okay. Uh, so they had been a protected, protected native species until about 1922, when they made such a nuisance of themselves on the wheat farms, flattening crops, eating <sighs> them down to a stub, that Bastard they were. <laughs> This is great. They were officially reclassified as vermin. Oh, that's a never <laughs> that's good. That's a big demotion. Yeah. From protected protect species you. to vermin. We love you. You're amazing. Oh, you fucking rats with wings. <laughs> so by late 1932, there were 20,000 
thousand of them wreaking havoc on the marginal wheat fields of the beleaguered veterans. And even these men, trained riflemen, who felled thousands of the mighty birds, could not put a dent in their numbers. Wow, they so must have proliferated waves like crazy. And waves and waves <laughs> of emus just fucking up your shit. <laughs> Just giant birds. Oh my god, that's far nightmare. As the eye can see. Like I'm afraid of geese. I can't imagine oh what it'd god. be like having a flock of emu coming at you. Yeah, you're not a you're not gonna Mm-mm. handle not this good at time. All. Uh, the veterans couldn't get access to the ammunition they needed, so they called on the Australian military to take action. It was a pretty ludicrous idea. Weren't that... they the the military? I'm sorry. Weren't they? The well, they were the retired oh, army, okay, gotcha, okay. so not like active. duty. So they're calling it active duty now. Yeah, so they're like yo bros, come in. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a pretty ludicrous idea, sending the army to cull twenty thousand flightless bird giants. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like there'd be food for everyone, though. The, yeah, that's probably an upside. <laughs> uh, so in. November of 1932, led by Major, I don't know if he wants his name here, GPW Meredith of the 7th Heavy heavy Battery of the Royal Australian Artillery, was determined to gun down a group of 50 birds in one specific district called Campion. Just 50? Just 50. Okay. They moved information behind the birds, and the birds (laughs) answered their organized assault with inspired chaos. (laughs) Which is one of the better descriptions of, mm-hmm. I think, my own life. I try to answer a lot of things with inspired chaos. I think that's my only response. Yeah. <laughs> Scattering themselves in all directions to minimize the casualties. But beside, uh, despite their best efforts, said Johnson, the first blood in the bizarre quote-unquote <laughs> emu war has thus been drawn <gasps> by the Australian dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> So, this is perhaps the only formal war where one of the belligerents was not human, but rather avian. (laughs) These are real quotes. You know, this is just getting us prepared for the Planet of the Apes war that's coming. It is. Yeah. When the Statue of Liberty just pops out and you're like, this is Earth all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so they sent out Tusk's forces of soldiers with machine guns i believe they were called lewis guns at the time uh to kill all the emus and even jokingly at the time declared war on them however (laughs) they ran into complications the emus proved remarkably resilient even when struck by multiple machine gun bullets yeah they continued to (laughs) easily outstripping the heavily laden soldiers (laughs) Oh my god, so they just could run away even though so but they must have died at some point. Yeah, but they were just like PCP'd out, just like Bruh, <laughs> we're running at you. <laughs> so the Australians were very sure that they could give a crushing blow to the emus. So they set up their Lewis machine guns hoping for some emus to appear. This is one particular case. It's just a quote they stole. When the emus came, they came in their hundreds. The machine gunners started <laughs> blasting away. The emus, however, had other ideas and simply ran and 50 kilometers per hour, which I'm pretty sure is fast, from the machine gun fire. The machine gun rounds that did hit the emus did not seem to hinder them until the emu had been hit about 10 times. Jesus. After a hard day's work, sitting at machine gun posts and blast firing away at birds, the Aussie soldiers had expended a thousand rounds and killed 12 emus. (laughs) So I'm just picturing, like, you know, like, the war scenes from, like, 
Game of Thrones or whatnot, where there's yeah. like all these troops coming <laughs> over the hill. That's totally what I'm seeing, it's but just it's just fucking birds. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Things were not oh, looking so good, good as they wasted a tenth of their ammunition on killing three five thousandth of their <laughs> enemy's troops. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, on the next day, the troops headed farther south because as... And this is kind of bitchy. I can't remember where I stole this from. This is kind of a dick sentence. Because, as their Australian logic told them, the further south they went, the more upside down they became, meaning that when the emus tried to duck oncoming bullets, they couldn't, as they were standing upside down, and gravity would pull their heads away from the ground. That is bullshit. There's no way that's true. There's no way that's true. The strategical I'm offended for all of you Australians. <laughs> ...was put to the test in the Battle of Meredith, Named after the major himself. After the first blast of the Lewis guns was fired, the emus worked out the range of the guns and simply moved out of that range. <laughs> so they literally fucking figured out how far we could shoot. Then they were like, boop, boop, boop. Fuck you. Stand over here. Neener, neener. <laughs> I like emus now. <laughs> They're my new favorite bird. Yes. As the machine guns were very heavy and fixed to the ground, they couldn't be fired while moving along. So the Australian troops couldn't hit the emus when they were out of range. Therefore, a stalemate ensued for the rest of the day. <laughs> Meredith also realized... This is all in the people's heads, too, is, right? Like, the emus are just doing their thing. Right? They're just like, <laughs> stupid humans. Meredith also realized that, that the snaky birds had surrounded him and his soldiers, cutting the three of them off from the outside world. Which, oh, no <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, there's this amazing, amazing quote where fucking Winston Churchill weighed in on this which is unbelievable you know me. it's a big deal if winston churchill has to get involved in 1930 what uh like two i want to say just consider what else is going on in the world <laughs> at that point <laughs> no 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 oh and it starts God. out epic okay this is do your best winston churchill impression we shall go on till the end we shall fight in western australia we shall Fight on the Great Barrier Reef and Oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength on Ayers Rock. We shall defend our island. Not really his island, but whatever. They're colonial. Whatever the cost may be, <laughs> we shall fight in the desert. We shall fight on the emu nesting grounds. <laughs> we shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And even if which I do not for a moment believe this island or large part of it were subjugated and starving to the evil emu cause. Then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the Australian fleet, would carry on the struggle until, in God's good time, all the bloody emus will die. <laughs> okay, so I have a theory about this. <laughs> I think he was either joking. Do you? Or he was practicing. For World War Two, like legit speeches. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a great opportunity. Do you not think that the emus were that big of a deal? <laughs> I uh, hope they were. I really do. I know, but 
I just think of the gravitas with which Winston Churchill is. I mean, think of him like, like yeah, he we was shall so... fight these bloody <laughs> like, the emus of the emus. <laughs> oh. uh, a newspaper, the Sun Herald, quoted: "If we had a military division with the bullet carrying capacity of these birds, it would face any army in the world. They can face machine guns with the." invulnerability of tanks they are like zulus whom even <laughs> bullets could not stop i'm surprised that we did not try to weaponize the emus i as well but there's probably some super secret experimental thing going on at like los alamos or some other lab probably. where they're arming them with tiny nuclear weapons uh, the emus have proved they they are not stupid as they are usually considered to be each mob has its leader always an enormous black plumed bird standing fully six feet high who oh, keeps geez. watch while his fellows busy themselves with the wheat that is really tall at the first suspicious sign he gives the signal and dozens of heads stretch up out of the crop a few birds will take fright starting a headlong stampede for the scrub the leader always remaining until his followers have reached safety Dude, that sounds terrifying. Could you imagine you're like walking I mean, that's through a your big field fucking bird. and you see this head pop up and then you see a bunch of other heads pop up? <laughs> Holy shit, that would be so scary. Just a giant bird. Yeah. I remember as a kid going through a field of tall grass and seeing a goose pop up. <laughs> Where was that? In Lake Tahoe. <laughs> My brother and I were taking a shortcut home. We used to have a house up there. And they start hissing, right? And you start hearing the hissing all around you. And we were like, oh, shit. Just like running as fast as we could out of this field. That was terrifying. I can't imagine if it was emus. Story ever. <laughs> oh, it was pretty funny. Oh, Christ. In heaven. Uh, anyway, emus terrifying. Well, for some reason, God knows why. The, gov the Australian government was teased about committing itself into an official war <laughs> with a species of bird. No way. <laughs> well, Somebody mocked that? Because people didn't fucking know what it's like in Australia. Right. Where you take an animal and you make it a trillion times worse. And, and, that's and how they it prove is. to be bullet-resistant. <laughs> Serious. It therefore decided to withdraw all military support and spending from the emu war and declared the conflict <laughs> officially over. Over? However, Did they claim that they won it? This was never agreed with the emus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who wrote this. <laughs> who still believe the war is in progress even today. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I didn't know that was funny. Isn't I didn't there, even like, know that oh, was coming. I'm the just going to say something terrible. The Australian government have put a ban on any human activity in an 80-kilometer radius of emu land in Western Australia. Anyone who meets an Aussie emu is advised not to run as the emu will catch you but simply to coerce it further south for the aforementioned reason uh the figures at the end of the war are summed up to 9600 rounds of ammunition and 960 emus killed <laughs> out of 20,000 uh 9600 Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the yeah, original prompt. number yeah, is about yeah, 20,000, yeah. right? Okay. Two farmers got lost on the Aussie side, and their bodies have never been found. <laughs> <laughs> and I, God, where did I, I just take see this the from? emus dragging the them away? The emus of Emu Land celebrate National Emu Day every year on the 8th of November, usually by inviting the Aussie rugby team over for a match. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
You totally lost me there. The emus have gone unbeaten in this rugby match since the event first began. They're not playing <laughs> rugby with actual emus, right? I didn't fact check this. I just, I was just <laughs> copy and pasting. Like, and these were just stories. Shit, I should have read That these. would be ridiculous and hilarious and great. It's fucking amazing. If that was really the truth. Uh, politicians of different countries used the same technique, and the only country which actually tried to help was France. <laughs> Well, they tried to help somewhere, at least. The president decided... <gasps> I'm sorry, France. Oh. I think, I think they're fine. Yeah. They're drunk. They're the president decided to send several boxes of ammunition to Australia in case it didn't have enough. But the French cargo ship workers were on strike, so none of those boxes reached Australia. What Churchill had feared so much was a reality. The great emu empire had won. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least he won that other war that he got involved in. Yeah, I feel like that one was probably a bigger deal. <laughs> he, he still never lived down the fact that they lost the emu war. Right? I feel like uh, emus, Nazis, <laughs> probably Nazis are worse. Yeah, we survived the Blitzkrieg, but we have what not survived the emu What if they were Nazi emu emus, though? <gasps> it might have been. Don't tell them. Don't even suggest it. But yeah, so you can literally Google Great Emu War, and it's a fucking thing. And I did not know that. And I want to say it's the worst, but it's mostly the best. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's I mean, pretty... I would, I would, I would venture to say that like emus are the worst, but they really aren't because, man, they're like that's an, warrior a, that's a birds. Yeah, and it's, they won. Shit's legit. You would think like nowadays we just go like napalm them or something. Let's we, like scatter shot from the sky. We would probably do so much stuff that it would ruin whatever land is right. there. You can never <laughs> grow anything again. Whatever humans, like everyone's just, yeah, no. And it's weird because we tried, well, the Australians tried to kill the emus to no avail. Right. But when we go and we actually try not to kill things, we're like, oh, sorry, we just destroyed your entire habitat, orangutan. Yeah, sorry, you doesn't... don't exist anymore. Yeah, but but we really like... need palm oil. <laughs> we do. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, literally everything that we don't want in Australia, there's no, like the cane toad. What? I feel like cane toad. I don't know about the cane toad. It's a super. Is there another war pending? Probably. Mm. They're super shitty toads. What did I mean, they do? Everything there is like wildly poisonous. Right. I know and that. I feel and like, larger than normal. Yeah. And I feel like we can't get rid of any of it. Like, I feel like even bringing cats there was a bad idea. Why? Did they grow strong and powerful? Well, yeah. Just because, like, that's an island and yeah. you're introducing like a whole new predator into it. So everything else is not... Oh, I see what you're saying. The cane toad in Australia is regarded know. as an exemplary case of a feral species, other being rabbits, cats, foxes, and dogs. So basically, the fact that the entire continent had evolved without these fucking predators. Oh, I see. So somebody brought this frog Brought over. the toads, brought, brought the, the rabbits, toad. brought the foxes, the cats, right. and the dogs, and they fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like cane toads mm -hmm. are like wildly poisonous. Why would somebody have brought it there then? Like, what were they doing with it? Uh, uh, uh. <sighs> you clearly do a commercial break while I find out. Oh, I was gonna say you clearly didn't research about the cane frogs that were involved in the emu war. <laughs> they weren't. It was just a sidebar. I'm just kidding. I feel like sometimes we wander into into. Um, conversations on this podcast where we 100%. need to know a lot more things than we actually do. 
I feel like this podcast is just an exercise in showing how dumb we are. <laughs> I'm telling you. Seriously. We sound really smart for like three minutes. And you, then we're like, oh, don't ask me a question about it. You put a microphone in front of my face and <laughs> I become Oh, I dumb blonde. think they were brought in mm. from Hawaii um, for sugar crops in an attempt to control the native gray-backed uh, cane yeah. beetle. <laughs> okay. Dumb, that dumb. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So the, they tried to grow a lot of sugar in Australia. It seemed like the right climate. Uh, but these beetles that were native to Australia were fucking shit up. So then these dum-dums were like, let's bring in these toads that will eat the beetles. <laughs> and then the toads were like, Hello. And then they brought in cats they to bred eat the toads. Yeah, they, <laughs> they brought immediately in, in captivity. Foxes to eat the cats. Yeah. It's kind of like the yeah, spider and the fly, right? It really is. It's <laughs> definitely a nursery rhyme of some sort. It's just humans are dumb. Humans are dumb. Bring humans are dumb. Bring in Marsha. Yeah. They think they have a great solution, which just ends up causing 10 times more problems. Yes. And also the hubris of humanity is unbelievable. <sighs> I mean, We're just going to ego th- our way into genocide or to but it just makes me think every time we think we're helping anywhere we're fucking something else up. right like yeah. i don't know what we're doing right or wrong anymore like people are cutting down the rainforest that's terrible but then if we go and i don't like what are we doing to save it we're we doing something weird no i don't think we're doing anything to save it probably not. i think we decided that it's more important to have cattle grazing areas than rainforest so we're right, just like, cutting it down like what are we planting anywhere that's a terrible idea Grass. oh we're grazing photo. cows in in rainforest land so that people can eat meat that's absurd mm. you can... and palm oil killing all the orangutans yeah. i mean really and i try really hard people try to avoid palm oil when you buy stuff the shit is ubiquitous it's in oh, it's everything everywhere. but you can find it like it's in soap it's in peanut butter. It's in all kinds of foods. I mean, it's like oh, I they think literally I've read at least like three labels today that had it. <sighs> yeah, because I'm trying to avoid like saturated fats and stuff yeah. like that. And it's literally popped up. I'm like, pop, like in English muffins. Yeah, it's like they have to find a market for it. And I don't. I mean, ass. people avoid palm oil. You can do it. I do it, but it's you just have to look at labels. And they, it's and just hard. It's I feel hard. like when you're when you feel like you're so detached from, like, oh, well, how can I help the rainforest? Can I send money? Like, what's going on? How do I help the orangutans? And it's like literally donate English muffins. And you're like, what? Yeah, the but you have, have to, to delete the market for yeah. the stuff that they're ruining the environment for. Yeah, but it's hard to like believe that. I mean, I am a terrible culprit of like not being vegetarian or vegan because I feel like. oh, what difference am I going to make? Right. Which is terrible. So don't do that. But <laughs> Don't same, take her example. No. Do the uh, opposite. Because if a million of us did it, we'd be better. Right. Well, you know, like I've had people tell me since like they heard the water episode or whatnot, like, yeah. or even the Thanksgiving one oh, that they've like cut down on eating meat, that they've stopped drinking stuff out of plastic bottles, which I've decided to do and, and had to buy a freaking like $10 bottle of Voss water the other day. Cause I was dying of thirst and it was the only one in a glass oh. bottle. Um, but I sucked it up and I did it. And I know not everybody can do that, but right. if you just like, I'm trying to I plan better. Tap water. I would have, but I was out. Like I was out and about. There was nowhere to get tap water. 
Where's that? I was riding and then I went running. Hmm. So I was like out and like I stopped at a store on the way back. So and said, don't I mean, exercise. Don't, yeah, don't go outside. Just mm-hmm. stay in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't buy palm oil and don't. just drink tap water. Basically. I think we decided before that you shouldn't drink water at all, but. Yeah, beer. <laughs> Only drink beer. Right. You should have bought a beer. But actually a beer probably takes more water than actually just drinking water. Just... So pills. Take pills and drink <laughs> tap water. Just find a hose. <laughs> put a fucking pill in your face. Throw a fentanyl patch on and just chill out. <laughs> I think we've solved it. And now America is dead. So that's cool. <laughs> Thank you. Just the worst. Thank Advice you for joining in. <laughs> great yeah uh yeah that's all i got though that's my great emu war story that's a pretty good story i didn't know about it i'm mostly i mean i feel like obviously i don't know everything but i feel like what oh man who have i gotten involved with on this podcast what's happening i have a pretty good finger on the pulse of like most things that have happened that are like laugh worthy or at least noteworthy. Yeah. But I did not know about this. So Yeah, how did you how did you even come across the emo war? So I delved into Reddit um mm. for horrible topics basically okay. for this podcast. They were like, what are fucking bananas things in history that like people don't talk about? And uh like that's where the radioactive Brazilian story came from. <laughs> that was such so, a yeah, good story. So I gotta like shout out to Reddit. There's Redditors out there that have gleaned all these things together for me. Um but yeah, I mean there's great stories out there. A yeah. lot of them and it's hard because so many of them tell the story so well that I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna make a what do we do? Podcast? Podcast? Yeah, that. <laughs> I'm gonna do an episode about Arizam, blah blah, and because their story is amazing, and then I go to Wikipedia, and it's like, and then he did this, and then he did this, and then he did this, and I'm like, no, the other version was way better than this. So, so we're gonna rename this podcast to Reading Reddit to You, <laughs> and we're just gonna find great Reddit stories yeah. and just read them verbatim from now Red on. or Wikipedia, so it's Redipedia <laughs> to your ears. Yes. Is our new podcast. Yeah. Starting. Uh, but you don't have to do the research. We'll do that for you. Yeah. And then we'll just read you what other people have actually researched for yeah, us. Yeah. So our tagline is going to be, hey, friends, do you hate reading the <laughs> internet? We can help you with that. Just plug in your earbuds and we'll read it to you. Right. I think that's a great service to provide to people. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I would like people to like read me book summaries. For all the trendy books that I don't want to read. I have people read books to me all the time because I listen to but Audible and But those are like just... the whole books. Like I want someone want, to like just summarize. like somebody to read the cliff notes? Yeah. Like Obama came out with his reading list for 2017. Mm-hmm. Of a lot of books. And I don't want to read them all mm. because I fucking hate fiction. But I just need someone to sum up this shit for me. Okay. So if you're into that... <laughs> If you're if you want to start a podcast, if you're looking for Where you topics, read books to Valentina, I'm totally on board. Hey, there might be other people who want to have book synopsises read to them. It's true. You could just read like the book cover flaps and be like, okay, this but that's book. assuming I see books in person. No, I'm saying whoever does this podcast, oh yeah, could just read the flaps in the back covers and then be like, all right, so that's the I gist. do listen to Slate's spoiler specials, mm-hmm. which does go into books. Which oh, see, like that sounds the good. fucking Goldfinch. Remember when that came out? Yeah, and, and I it was still like haven't 10 read it. Bajillion pages, and I was like, I'm not finishing this. I hate everyone in it. 
But I listened to the spoiler special and they talked about it with just great gravitas and insight. And I was like, yes, I'll listen to this and sound smart later. So I, I'm Did on board with that. No one in my life has asked me to talk about it. <laughs> I don't know who I'm hanging out with, really. I don't. I just hang out with you. <laughs> That's not true. It's pretty true. No, you could have a million like podcast parties. Well, I virtually hang out with a lot of people, <laughs> but I don't actually ever see them in person. I'm living out Ready Player One. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> Like, well, my, my online life is much more interesting than my actual oh, life. Oh, that's so Black Mirror. I know, right? I should write a book. You should write an Maybe episode at do, least. Like, very meta about the whole thing. You should. Yeah. Um, But we are, we had been invited to a party for po a podcast party. Party. In Kansas City party. on February 7th. Valentina's not going to come. I can't. I have a hundred dogs. She has too many pets to find a sitter for. If one of y'all would just adopt one of them. What if two of them get adopted by then? I'll probably cry a lot and then not And then you won't want to go anywhere. <laughs> anyway, if anybody's going to be in Kansas City, go look at our Facebook page. Uh, and you can get all the details there. Yeah. Should be a party. you should go. It'll be fun. There's a whole bunch of podcasts going. And I thought I didn't have um, a podcast, a, a new podcast yeah. to shout out, but yeah. I do. Do so. Yeah. And I just listened to it. For, it's not a new podcast, but it's new to me. And they're one of the people who's going to be at this party. Huh. And it's Hysteria 51. What is that? It's, so they basically, from what I've listened to so far, if I get the gist right, it's um, they basically make fun of conspiracy theories and like crazy alien stories and they just oh, I do kinda like debunk that. them. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's funny. So that was the new one I listened to this week and I liked it oh, and it I will listen funny. to more. And they're going to be there. So they're going to be there. The Breakers podcast is going to be there. So I the Kings like are going to be there. Um, That's a good Oh, group. Jeff Adamek from the Changing Hearts and Minds is going to be there. Amazing. There's a whole bunch of people that are going to oh, be there. Crap. I want to go now. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Kansas City. Ectoplasm. Whoa. Podcast. I think that's what it's called. That sounds very fun. I'll mm -hmm. go to the next one. When's mm -hmm. the next one? The next one's going to be in August. Whoa. In New that's Orleans. Kind of a you large are going jump. to that. Um, that is the Potter and February Love. February to August? Well, I, I mean, is everyone busy in the summer? <laughs> well, we could. Is that like the height of podcasting? We could try to host one and see what Ooh. happens. The next one I know of, though, that's going to be a big podcast meetup is in New Orleans. We are doing that. In August called Potter and Love. never been to New Orleans. And it's going to be great in August. And if anyone wants to watch me die of liver failure, you should definitely come. Right. We yeah. will pre-record so that we have about a month's <laughs> worth of episodes so that Valentina they has can time all to recover. in memoriam episodes. <laughs> and then our popularity will skyrocket right. because everyone knows posh and i'll just be sitting here by myself yeah and then she'll interview for new hosts mm -hmm. so that's important mm -hmm. yeah but nobody so really could... that's an important trip new orleans yeah August, be there everybody do it yeah that uh i don't i think that might be on our website too somewhere but Probably. um i posted about it at some point but we will do it again so if you're in the area or want to go on a little trip it's going to be a great time and it's a podcast convention so there's going to be all kinds of podcasters there <laughs> Valentina are basically and I are just basically going to run around and be silly. Yeah, we're gonna fan. We're not gonna it. be like we don't live have a podcast show or anything. 
We're not ready for we that kind of... We have a special interview with J.J. Abrams <laughs> and Guillermo del Toro about the magic of storytelling. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. We don't. No, we don't. We don't even know them. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, they haven't even written back to my letter. <laughs> they really don't appreciate it when I keep going up to their door. They've stopped answering altogether. Yeah, I'm not even allowed within like 50 feet of their houses. It's so rude. Just trying to learn. I keep trying to explain to them why that's not right. Guys, we're friends. Don't you remember me? Huh. I saw your movie. We just watched Pacific <laughs> Let's Rim. Let's talk about it. I want to talk about your... What were you thinking when you made this scene? Yeah. Yeah, no intent of that. Didn't work. Anyway. But anyways. Yeah, mm. we're going to... So Hysteria 51, everyone, listen to that. Uh, uh, yeah. Go to Kansas City, February 17th. It's during and Planet Comic Con. Kansas City is it? Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. It's on the Missouri side. Uh, but there's they, this... they have good barbecue, do they not? You wouldn't know. I don't know or care. You probably. Honestly. I'm probably mm. going to have to bring something to eat. You will. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good barbecue town. Though in Chicago, there was a ton of vegan restaurants, mm. vegan options. Mm. They were really good about it, actually. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that. Say so. Oh, there's a Planet Comic Con thing. So there's like a big uh, comic something or other, like Comic Con, I guess. For <laughs> Is, is what those are called. I'm not very familiar with the Comic Con world. All but I like, know is I really want to go to the John Cusack Comic-Con. is going to be there. Jason Momoa is going to be there. What? Whoa, whoa. I told whoa, you this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, we whoa, might have another whoa. guest at Jason Momoa is going to be He's going to be there. For why? Because of the new, um, the whatever. He's Aquaman? Yeah. And yeah. you said he's, he's not very smart. Yeah. And I said, but John I, Cusack's going to be there, so you can have a conversation with John Cusack while looking at Jason Momoa. But I don't like John Cusack. Oh, well, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, say anything. Um, there's a few o- my feelings oh. buttons. There's a few other... Um, That's very few exciting, other kind of big names that are going to be there. Yeah, Alice Cooper's going to be there. Shit. Are you going to play golf with him? Oh. Tell Ian Shango. It's very cold <gasps> in Kansas City right now, though. He's a golfer. Yeah, but it's Kansas City. It's, I Same think it's going to be Jay-Z. cold. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Do they play golf together? Justin Timberlake? Yeah, they do the basketball. whenever there's like a oh, like celeb. The yeah. yeah. AT&T thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well. This is so exciting. So maybe Valentina will be going. I might. Well. You yeah. never know. Anyway, for all of you out there, those guys yep. will be there. Yep. Um, That's our story. You can find us until then and after then on the interwebs on Facebook and Instagram at Just the Worst Pod. <laughs> And on Twitter at JTWPod. And that's all I have to say about that. Go find us, follow us, rate us, review us. Do all the things. Do all the things. Yeah, show us your ridiculous memes. Yeah, and show us your gross death stories. Oh, careful. People have really bad stories. No, not animal ones. (laughs) Not animal ones? No. Please tell me that's what you said. Yeah. Okay. No, not animal. Don't show me like the worst things that have happened to turkeys in America or something. No. But if you want to show me like we found this about this murder in this town, <sighs> yeah. Okay. You have teaser photos of Zac Efron as Ted Bundy. As Ted Bundy, share. show me if you happen to have any affiliation. If you know Ted Bundy with that movie and can get us. On the set? I do you have point? a friend in Cincinnati? <laughs> Let so, us know. Katrina. Hook it up. Holla. All right. Anyway, you guys, we've droned on for. Yeah, that's our tale. Yeah. 
So, so we will look out for the emus. Look out for the emus. Um, be if careful if you go to Australia. Gun, period. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.